Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jerry Petito Show on Remember Then Radio. So, I've got a really cool guest, um, DJ Dennis, the doo-wop cop. Dennis, say hello to everyone. Hello, everybody. Hi, Jerry. How are you? I'm good, sweetheart. How are you? Oh, I'm excellent. I can't help it. You can't help it. I love that. (laughs) So... Um, do you have anything on in the background? I hear a little background noise, that's all. No, absolutely okay, good. nothing. Okay, good. Perfect. All right. So, this is really cool. I mean, um, you know, you're the doo-wop cop, right? Yes, I am. So, tell us a little bit about that. Well, I came up with the name after I first started my radio show. I'm a retired police officer, and I love that genre of the music, so I, I just put the two together and came up with Duop Cup. So, first of all, I want to thank you for being an officer, first and foremost, okay? Thank you. I mean, I really mean that from the bottom of my heart, because, you know, uh, I have a family member, he's like family, who's the chief of police in my township, I have family members that are officers, and, you know, I know what the job is like, and, you know, especially today, it's it's worse than it's ever been, so, yes. yeah, and I would never want my son today, I don't have a son or my grandson to be a cop today, but back then, I mean, but I want to thank you, because I understand, you know, you risked your lives, your life for us, you know what I mean? Um, were you also in the military? Yes, I was, military police in the army. In the Army, so I want to thank you for that as well, of course, okay, Um, from my heart. Thank you, thank you. Now, let me ask you, well, the Duop Angel is saying hello to you, okay, Steve's there, you know that, you were in our little chat room, okay, for your buddy, how cool was that, okay, Kenny Jeremiah, so... Yeah, great, great guy. um, So this is really cool, because when Steve told me about you, I was fascinated, and I don't know of any other officers <laughs> that decided to do something like this. Um, this is so cool. I have a question for you. Yes. Did you ever hear of the cop shoe bops? No, I have not. Okay, so back in, I guess, I guess the 80s, I'm assuming, because those were my disco days and stuff, 80s, early 90s, but um, they were a local group in Trenton, around here, and they were called the Cop Shoe Bops. And it was really cool. So, um, that was great. But, what I want to do, before we really get into your interview, is I want to play your doo-wop cop theme. Okay? okay? Let's do it. Great music is back. RememberThenRadio.com I think it's great. I love what you guys play. The best music around. Radio, the way you remember it. song by the way thank you that was uh, done by quiet storm a group that i managed for several years okay so also oh, you manage groups as well uh, just that one group okay I just got attached to them and we had a great relationship for 
several years finding venues for them wherever and whenever I could, giving them suggestions on songs to do. Okay. So, all right. So, who were your favorite artists? I know you probably have tons of them, but like, (laughs) but I'm sure, listen, I'm sure a couple come to mind, and keep in mind, I'm a huge Elvis fan, just saying, but I'm sure a couple come to mind. Tell us. Oh, Flamingos, Five Keys. Oh, yeah. uh, Heartbeats, Solitaires, Harp Tones, Five Satins. I I can go on and on. Oh, my God. Fellows. Yes. Oh my goodness! Um, Larry Chance. Oh, I'm, I'm of course. Way, way back, there was a establishment on Highway 35 called the Tin Lizzie, and I guess it was probably around 1970. My older brother was there, and I don't even remember what song it was, but he asked me to come up to the Tin Lizzie because Larry. And the Earls were playing there. And back then I had an eight-track tape player underneath the front seat of my car. <laughs> <laughs> and he wanted Larry to hear this song. And I remember Larry coming out in the parking lot. Him, my brother, and myself singing in the parking lot on Highway 35. So, okay, of course I had an eight-track player too. I mean, we all did. <laughs> so, um, okay, I have to ask. So we are audience here. So how old are you? I will be 68 shortly. Okay, so, now, I have a question for you then. So, do you remember um, cassettes, of course, right? Do you remember when the cassettes came out? Because I just had a debate with someone. Do you remember when cassettes came out? Uh, As far as year? No, about About. No No? idea. I know I had plenty of them. Okay. Used to rewind them with a pencil. Yes. Uh, I just didn't know if you had an idea. I was just wondering. Okay. So, the doo-wop angel's telling me you look great. Yes, he does look great because I've seen photos. You look 58. You look my age. Wow. How about that? Thank you. So, all right. Let's talk a little bit about your career. So, I do want to know a little bit about you. Um like when you were an officer, when you were in the service to present. Tell us a little bit about your journey in life. All right. Well, I was born in Newark, New Jersey. Oh, okay. I uh, grew up in northern Monmouth County. Okay. Um, Cliffwood Beach, Matawan area. I know it well. Uh, so do I. <laughs> wow. Um, went into the Army, enlisted, so I could become an MP. Okay. Um, got out of the army because uh, they had diagnosed my father with pancreatic cancer. Okay. And I would be the sole support of my mother because my older siblings were married. Okay. And got on the police department in Gloucester Township, Blackwood, in 1974. Was on for 11 years. And had to retire on disability after hitting a building about 80 miles an hour chasing a fugitive. No. Yeah. And you're alive to tell it. And, well, that's the bottom line. Everybody said, you know, it's a shame it's your career. I'm like, yeah, I, I understand that. But you hit a building 80 miles an hour, you're not supposed to live. So I'm ahead of the game. I wake up with a little pain, but at least I wake up. Wow. Okay. So, then had my own business for about 10 years and then got involved in the uh, service station and convenience store industry. I've been in that probably for about 30 years now. And the the radio show happened all basically. One Friday night, I was out driving and I heard a song on the radio that I had not heard before, which was an oddity. So I called the radio station to ask the DJ who it was, what was the name of the song, because he did not, you know, announce it. Okay. So when he told me, you know, I said, okay, I I wanted to know because I want to get a copy of it. I really liked it. He told me, well, you can't. It was never released. He has it because he was friends with, you know, the guy who did it. Okay. So 
he, we talked for a couple minutes and he said, you know, if, if you like, give me your address. I'll make you a copy. I'll send it to you. I said, okay. Three weeks goes by and I didn't get a copy. So I called the station again on a Friday night when he was on and he said, you know, he lost my address. So I told him if it's easier, I can just come to the you know station the following Friday. I don't live that far from it and pick it up. And he said, yeah. So in my mind, since he was providing me with something, I made a CD with, you know, quite a bit of rare stuff that I had. I figured, you know, reciprocate. Okay. So when I went in, it was uh, Sam Edwards, who's now on Remember Then Radio with us, Sam the Golden Oldies Man. (laughs) And um, when I gave him the CD, I mean, he was very impressed with what was on it. And he said, you know, are you doing anything now? I said, no. He said, well, why don't you sit down and, you know, while the music's playing, you and I can talk. This is fine. So then he said, you know, put these headphones on. I said, for what? He said, because we're going to talk on the air. And I'm like, okay. Anyway, show gets done and he asked me, what are you doing next Friday? I said, nothing planned. He said, well, why don't you come back and co-host with me? He said, "You, you seem to really have knowledge of the music and you really like it. I said, okay. So that went on for a couple months. And then on January 28th of 2005, because I wrote it down, okay, I get a call from him while I'm on my way into the station. He says, I need a favor. I said, fine, you need me, you know, stop, pick you up a coffee. He said, no, I can't make it in. I need you to do the show for me. Okay. And I'm like, are you, you got to be out of your mind. I've, I've never done this before. I said, what do you want me to play? He says, you have your own music, play what you want. I said, okay. And I still have a copy of that first time I did it. And boy, does it sound different. <laughs> so, wait, let me ask you something. So, this is Sam who told you to do this, who asked you to do this? Yes. That's crazy. Oh, it's, Yes. And it gets crazier, too, as it goes along. So go ahead. Continue. So um, I guess from February, March, and April, I would go and, you know, sit in with him. And then in May, I had received a call from his wife saying that, you know, he was sick. He's not going to be able to come in. Would I be able to do the show? I said, okay. Well, he, he had a prolonged illness. So I did the show for March and April, and it's what they call a brokered show. You pay for your airtime. Okay. And this way, you know, you don't, you get to play what you want. Okay. You don't, you don't have to have a station playlist. So I was paying for the airtime just to keep his spot available for him. And it was, I guess, the end of April when the station manager came to me and said, you know, listen, I don't think Sam's coming back, so we're going to sell his airtime, since you've been filling in, you know, give you first shot, you can have your own radio show. <laughs> I was like, you have to be half out of your mind, too. Okay. Uh, I don't do this. It's not my, <laughs> not my living. So, uh, I started in, uh, let's see, it was July... May and June, I filled in for him. And July 3rd of 2005 was the first Street Corner Serenade show. Wow. That's and so cool. I've, I've been miscalculating all this year. I've been telling everybody it's in its 14th year. It's actually in its 15th year. Okay. And year 16 will be starting the beginning of July. So, do you broadcast in different, like, for more than one? I mean, you're on Remember Them Radio, right? Yes, I'm on Remember Them Radio. Um, In 2000, I'm guessing, 2005, 2006, there was no radio show in November and December at the FM station because they broadcast high school football. Well, 
that only lasted two years because they got so many complaints that my show wasn't on. They stopped broadcasting high school football. Oh. <laughs> Which, you know, in a way made me feel good that it was that popular. Okay. Um, in Feb, I guess it was February of 2016, January, February, the station, FM station stopped streaming on the internet. By then I had built up a very, very large following all across the country, uh, across the world. Uh, people from Germany, Australia, United Kingdom. Well, when the station stopped streaming, I was losing all these lessons. Okay. So I gave them a couple months to see if they would start streaming again, and they weren't. And that's when, you know, Steve, Stephen Barb had asked me before, and, you know, I, I told him I was comfortable with the FM. And when they stopped streaming, then Steve, Barb, and I hooked up, and I'm in my fourth year on Remember Then Radio. It's so cool. Wow. Okay. So, now, do you have any children? Yes, four children. Okay. Um, how old are they? Oh, uh, let's see. About. We have, yep. have two stepsons. <laughs> one's 52, the other one's 50. My daughter is 41, and my son's 35. Okay. So, do they like the same music you like? Well, put it this way. Growing up, they had no choice but to listen. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, there are, there are, you know, some songs that still to this day, um, I remember them really, really like my daughter and, uh, rainy day bells. That's all play it again. Dad played it. <laughs> it's so funny. My, my granddaughter, my grandson is 19, but my granddaughter is four and, Whenever I, I babysit her for a few days, you know, I brainwash her. You know, me mom's her favorite. You know, I'm the smartest oh, yeah. person she knows. You know, all that cool stuff, right? So um, I brainwashed her into this. I said, now, who are the cutest boys ever? And she'll say her brother, Christian, and Elvis. <laughs> okay? So, yes. So she ha she is a, a, a huge Elvis fan, and uh, I'm not even sure if it's by choice. <laughs> yeah. But I know when, when I went to Remember Then Radio was March 4th was the first show. And March 4th, 2016. And then in May, it went from two hours to three hours. And it's been three hours ever since. Okay, so let's talk about that. Because I I was home for six weeks. Uh, I had some health issues I've been dealing with, so I've been healing. So I, I took the sabbatical for six weeks uh half of December, most of January, all of January, actually. And I was playing online poker, listening to you one night. And I was cracking up. I'm like, this guy's incredible. He's got more energy than me. How the heck is he doing a three-hour show? Okay, but I loved it. It was awesome. Absolutely awesome. Um, it's, it's the music that, that, you know, to me, as I, as I tell my listeners, to me, it's like three hours of therapy. I forget everything. I forget my job. And it's I'm just like sitting in my living room with a bunch of friends saying, hey, listen to this song. So the doo angel is messaging and she's saying, ha, 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 therapy. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Barb, Barb asking me when she was first going to do a show, asked me for advice on, on what she should do. And my only advice was just tell her, be yourself and let the people feel your love for the music. So let's talk about music therapy for a minute. Okay. Sure. Okay. Let's talk about that. So, um, you know, I, I'm in the health field as well. I'm a nutritional health coach. I'm actually a recovery coach, an author on addiction and all that. And I have friends that are music so-called therapists, and I have a friend who's a sound therapist. Um, when you were uh, active in, in, you know, being a cop and all that, you would listen to the music in the car, correct? Yes, and the story with that is I had to hide an FM converter in the glove compartment 
so I could listen to the oldies shows because they weren't on AM and the police cars only came with AM radio back then and roll down windows. Really? <laughs> really. Why? Why only AM? I'm just curious. Well, back in 1974, 75, yeah, you, you weren't getting a Cadillac for a police car. So, so it only came with AM. Okay. I, yeah, I didn't. I wouldn't know any yeah. of that. Wow. Okay. You weren't getting the power windows. <laughs> oh wow! I wouldn't know any of that. Okay, that's interesting. So let's talk about music as therapy. Yes. So I'm sure everybody out there, um, because this show is it's going to go to Australia. It's going to go everywhere. Um, I want to know how it's helped you in your life with the therapy part of it, like what it's done for you personally, especially with a stressful job as being a cop and then being in the service, right? So yes. let's hear about that. Well, what, one of the things that it has done for me, which is, has given me probably the most pleasure, is how much it has touched the listeners and it has affected the listeners. Um. I had a woman who worked for the U.S. Embassy overseas. And, you know, she went to all the different places, Afghanistan, Pakistan. Okay. When I do my show, when I'm done at midnight, I upload it to the Internet in three separate parts. And I have a mailing list of like over 300 people that I email the links out and they can download it. Okay. This way... They can save it to their computer, burn it to a CD, listen whenever they want, share it with people. This woman used to download the show every week and then would email me that it gets played in the lunchroom at the U.S. embassies overseas. That's incredible. To give them a taste of home. That's incredible. That's incredible. It's incredible. It's, it's, it's the things like that that uh, really gives me the, the inner peace and, and the therapy. And again, every song back then, it told a story. It had a meaning. And like I tell my listeners, if, if you were the type of person that was shy and didn't know what to say to a guy or girl, we could find a song for you that would say it. Try that with today's music. Well, okay, that's where I was going. So the angel is saying, that's exactly what she just said. Dennis always says, a song can say things you cannot if you're too shy. Yes. So that's where I was going with today's music. So I'm going to tell you a story first, and then we're going to talk about today's music, okay? Sure. All right, so about three years ago... A young man from Trenton, New Jersey. He reached out to me. His name is Randy Shank. And he said, Miss Jerry, do you think you can interview me? And um, I wasn't on Remember Then Radio at the time. And I said to him, because it was going to be live in studio. And I said to him, okay, here's the, here's the thing, young man. It has to be clean. You, you have to be clean on my shows. And he said, I promise it'll be clean. I promise. So I opened up the doors for him and a couple other young artists from Trenton who are actually doing really well now. Um, And I hate, I'm going to use that harsh word, guys. Yes, I hate that kind of music. I hate degrading music and, you know, foul language. I hate it, hate it, hate it. I I don't get it. But I'm going to tell you what happened. I said to that young man, I said, you seem like such a good-hearted, such a nice young man. Why do you have to use that kind of language in, in hip-hop and rap? And, you know, this is what he said to me. And I'll never forget this, Dennis. He said, Jerry, everyone has a story to tell. And we all need to be able to tell that story to survive. He said, and unfortunately for some of us, this is the only story we know. It didn't change my mind with liking the music, but I'll tell you what it did do for me. It made me understand them. It made me understand why they do what they do. 
So having said that, now as far as today's music and what it does to their brains, that's what I wish they would understand. Because it's incredibly damaging. Don't you agree? Absolutely. I understand. Yeah, it's what they live, but a lot of them... They choose to live that way. Yes. That's separate. You're so absolutely don't, right. Don't, don't use that as an excuse. No, you're absolutely right. Some of them choose to do that. Absolutely. Yes. Um, but, you know, the angel is typing. Our music heals. Like, to me, if your music is not therapeutic and if it's not giving you a feeling of good, you know, if it's not empowering you, if it's not... Don't listen to it. It's damaging your brain. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I've, I have coached kids from T-ball all the way up through high school sports. Um, a lot of kids, minorities, fatherless, but they've grown up to be very, very good adults. And it's, it's all what they want it to become and that there were people there to help them become that. Right. That, that part's true. And unfortunately, some children don't have people there to help them. But what you're saying is absolutely true. You know, um, music is therapeutic. Music is healing, right? Yes. And... For you to do what you're doing, a three-hour show proves that. I loved it. I, I was, like I said, I was playing my poker online, listening to you for three hours, and it seemed like it flew by. It does. Every, fr- every Friday night when I, when I look at the clock, I'm, I'm like, man, it's, it's almost done already. <laughs> does that upset you? Would you go longer? Uh, there are some nights that, you know, I just want to say, you know, okay, I'm not stopping. I'm just going to keep going. Really? <laughs> um, yeah, there were nights. I mean, when I was at the FM station, I was like, okay, come 11 o'clock, I'm going to lock the door so the next guy can't get in. <laughs> but, um, no, it, it's it's therapy for me. Like I said, to me, it's all about sharing. Uh, one thing I, I vowed to myself when I started this show because I've listened to too too many radio shows in the past, and the one the one thing I, I I vowed is that I would never talk over the beginning or the ending of a song, and I was always say who the artist was and what the name of the song was. People are listening because they want to hear the song, not me talk over it. Beautiful. That was beautifully said, and. Well, the, the, the other thing I always say, uh, and I know I, I know Angel White, like my saying, is that yeah, it, it's not about the DJ playing the music. It's about the music that the DJ is playing. I love that. I absolutely love that. And Medford Steve is in the house? Yep, that's my, my sidekick. He was with me at the FM station answering the phones for me because it got so crazy busy and he used to come in used to drive down every friday night answer the phone sit behind me write all the requests on sticky notes and stick them to my back or to the back of the chair (laughs) great great guy oh how incredible is that so all right so how different was it back then to today like with djing or just give me a little bit as far as from on the FM station to like now? anything, yes. Just tell me some differences. Well, um, on the FM station, you know, it was it was it was different because you had the phone calls coming in, you know, the requests. You had to take your commercial breaks, uh-huh. and and sometimes when you're you're in a flow. Or, or you're, you you get yourself in a what what I like to call a zone. 
and then you have to interrupt it for a commercial break, whatever. To me, the, the listeners kind of lose that, that flow with you. Okay. That is something that I, I, I pride myself on. I probably drive myself a little crazy on it because I will make tweaks to my playlist because there has to be a flow to my show. I will make tweaks to my playlist up to five minutes before I go on the air. Okay. And okay. So now talk my language here. I'm really a talk show host, not so much a DJ. And, but I do have a lot of artists, you know, um, but talk my, my language here. So when you say it has to flow, right? Yes. Give me a little example of exactly what you mean by that. Okay. You cannot play, um, chubby checker the twist and then follow that with the five satins in the still of the night and then follow that with the isley brothers twist and shout okay so you mentioned chubby checker so i got to twist with chubby checker in the 80s he brought me on stage with him he did a benefit in my town and then i got to meet him a few months ago and i went backstage and and reminded him of that and we got a photo together so that was pretty cool i just had to say that Anyway, but okay, so I get what you're saying, but you could play Chubby Checker's Twist and then Twist and Shout. Right. There has to be yes a flow with the rhythms of the song. Right. Now, in my show, the first hour, I'll play up-tempo stuff. Okay. After that, I start slowing it down. I While I was on FM radio, the other DJs nicknamed me the King of the Ballads. Okay. Uh, I love the ballads. I, it's just my favorite style. The harmonies, every song told a meaning. So hour number two, I start slowing it down. Hour number three is what I call the lover's portion. Okay. That's what we like to say is, you know, all killers and no fillers. Okay. So I love acapella. Oh, Yes. I love it more than any... Well, Elvis is number one, sorry, of course. Number one, you know, whenever I say I love something, Elvis is not part of that because he's number one. But um, I love acapella. And I just think... Now, this is going to sound weird because you're a DJ, but I just think that a lot of songs sound better without the music. They are done right. If they are done right. You don't even know the music's not there. Right. I agree 100%. I used to, again, this is going back. Yep. um, When I still lived up in what I call Central Jersey, from down here, anything north of Camden, people call North Jersey. Uh, But growing up, I went to high school with Richie Rosado. Okay. And Richie used to come over to my mother's house with his cousin, Dennis, my older brother, Charlie, and we used to sing a cappella into a reel-to-reel tape recorder. I love that. <laughs> That's, you know what? When, when I interview singers, right? If I interview them live. Yes. I always say, can you sing something for me right now? Right now. And they get this scared look on their face. Every one of them. And they're like, right. and they're like, well, I'm not really prepared. I mean, like right now, like I don't have my music, like without the music. And I'm like, listen, I don't understand that. Because if you're a singer, to me, an average person listening to singers, you should be able to sing anytime. Sing it. Bam. Just sing. I don't get all that prep. Yeah. Um, acapella to me is, we have a, a place where once a month it's the South Philly String Band Club they get together and there's an acapella group oh man that's so cool um, when I was on FM radio uh, once a month I used to do a live show well when you talked to Kenny he was telling you about myself him and the guy who owned the country club were the only three <laughs> inside the lounge Yes. When we started. Yes. Uh, and we drank a couple bottles of wine each night, but <laughs> that, that 
aside, <laughs> that aside, I used to do a live broadcast there once a month, and I used to have a acapella group come down, and they would perform live. I'd do my live broadcast. It would get done. The live broadcast would get done at eleven, and then I would stay until, well, till the cows came home, really, <laughs> and. To me, the feather in my cap was one week. I got a call from a group. They had heard that I do a live show once a month, and they wanted to come down from New York to do my show. It was the persuasions. <gasps> wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> come on. Oh, my goodness. So let's take a little music break. Okay? Okay, sure. Okay, so Steve put something really cool in the shoe for me. Let's play it, baby. I can't wait to hear it. a special duet I want to play right now. Baby Washington, along with the Jive Five, The Time. Thank you. 
Washington and the Jive Five, the time. Your voice is so soothing. It is perfect for radio. I always tell everybody I have a face for radio. You're so funny. Now, come on. That's great. But people, I'm sure people tell you you have a voice for radio. Come on. Yes. Yes, they do. And when you, okay, let me ask you about that. Because, you know, I, all right, so. I like to empower people, okay? I'm a nutritional health coach. I, You know, like I said, I empower people. And I tell everyone, especially a lot of women today, KYW and young people, know your worth, right? Yes. So let me ask you something. When you listen to you on the radio, what's your opinion of you? Always room for improvement. <laughs> okay. So when you listen to... So, who, who's one of your favorite Sam when you listen to your friend Sam yes what do you think of Sam I like Sam 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 and I have totally different styles and approaches to doing a show and that's that's great that, that's why they you know they make vanilla and chocolate ice cream okay but here's my thing Sam's great but when I asked you about you always room for improvement Okay. Because we we have someone on here who said that you are one of the top on Remember Then Radio. Okay, uh, Robo Bob, Bob, um, he said you are one of the top, one of his favorites here. Well, I appreciate appreciate the compliments. I really do. So, um. You know, when you like when I listened to you, I didn't think you needed to improve at all. So, you know, just saying, just putting that this, out there, okay? Yeah, this all started. Well, and it still is to me. It's a hobby. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't make a living doing it. It's just a passion that I have. That's beautiful. Um, you know, I remember interviewing um, Al Contreras from the Mystics, and he basically said to me the same thing he said jerry you know everybody thinks we made so much money back then and we didn't no they didn't and he said we did it because we needed to do it for us as well and it was our passion and that's what makes us happy and i agree i'm doing my passion you know i i'm following my passion i agree yeah it's uh yeah i mean so many different things have happened you know because of the show i mean i told you yeah, we grew up with Richie Rosado, went to high school with him. Well, my brother and I went to see a show years ago. You know, my, my brother Charlie, rest his soul. Place called Charlie's Other Brother. And <laughs> oh, okay. The Duprees were on stage. And we're standing out there in the audience, and all of a sudden, Richie sees us. And after the song's done, he's, he's like, okay, we're going to do something that we really haven't done before. He said, we're going to get two volunteers from the audience to come up and sing with us. And he just 
points at me and my brother says, yeah, you two right there, you volunteers, come on back. <laughs> and it was great. That's uh, really great. But I've, I've, I've gotten to meet so many of the artists and become friends with them yep. just because of doing my radio show. So I want to I say something about that. So I feel the same way. I've gotten to meet so many incredible artists from back in the day and, and just incredible. The Duprees, the Capris, I mean, right? Endless, on and on. I'll be hanging out with Larry Chance in a few weeks. Um, but this is what I do. Okay, you're going to crack up. So I use my uh, radio show, you know, title to my advantage. So wherever I go, I'll grab one of the entertainers and say, listen, bring me backstage. I'm radio show, blah, blah. Okay, okay. And I'll like just slam the door open and I'll go, hello, boys. And they crack up. They crack up. And I'm like, okay, put that purple shirt back on. I need a photo with that one. Okay. It's so great. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I never thought in a million years this would be my life, you know, at 59 years old. And it's incredible. No, I I never thought I'd get to meet a a minute amount of the entertainers that I've gotten to meet and become friends with. It's crazy, right? Yes. So, Dennis... We're going to be coming to the close of the interview. Um, you okay. still have a few minutes. Um, and we're also going to close with your theme song again as well, because perfect. That's how we're going to do it. But we still have a few minutes. Um, tell everyone out there anything that you would like them to know about you, your show, or just anything. Just that um, the 15 years that I've been doing it, it, it comes from the heart it comes from the soul and i just hope that is transmitted to the listeners that they feel the passion that i have for this music Mm. and i guess is the main thing that that i would really want them to walk away with um just that you know i don't do this to make money i i do it because i love it right well what you're doing is probably saving a lot of lives. And I'm going to tell you why. Because my dad had Alzheimer's. My dad passed two years ago. And I remember thinking, you know, I would play music for him. You know what I mean? Yes. And I remember thinking through all this that there are people that are housebound, bedridden. And if they didn't have Remember Then Radio and DJs like yourself to play for them they would die I've I've had people email me and when I was on FM they they would call on the phone grown men in tears yes that that was their wedding song they were married you know 55 years and his wife just passed away two years ago and he just wanted to thank me for playing it and I mean yeah, if that doesn't make you feel good, you you, know, you better check your pulse. So, oh my gosh. Okay, I have to tell you something. I have to touch on what you just said. I just remembered something. So, last summer, um, I was with a couple friends of mine, and we were in their, their family's uh, restaurant in the back room, pizza place, and we had one of my um, ETAs, uh, you know, an Elvis tribute artist with us, and I kept looking at this table, two elderly people sitting there and the man had a cane and I kept looking at them and I'm not kidding you Dennis I kid you not it was like God said sing for them I'm not kidding so I go I said to my ETA friend I go listen I'm taking you over to that table you got to sing for them he's like are you nuts like we're in the middle of it I said no I'm not listen carefully I don't know why but God's telling me you have to sing for them and he goes, what should I sing? And I said, this song, an Elvis song, right? Can't help falling in love, whatever. And he goes, you're going to make me, do-. I said, I'm making you do this. So I get up, I grab his hand, we go over to the table and I said, hi guys, hi sweetheart. I said, my friend would like to sing a song for you, okay? And they smiled. He sang the song. The gentleman got tears in his eyes. Yeah. Guess what? That night was there like... 75th wedding anniversary whatever it was ridiculous like 70th wedding anniversary and that was their wedding song yeah. and he's very ill 
So t- that had to be God. <laughs> music, music is magical. So, all right, Dennis. So I want to thank you. I, I mean, I really do. I want to thank you again for your service, for everything that you do for people, for what you do as a DJ. Okay, um, for what you did for me while I was home. You know, like I said, home for a month, um, listening to you. It was beautiful. Um, you know, remember then radio. What what the outlet they've given us, right? It's incredible, yes. right? So, of course, I want to thank Angel, the doo-wop Angel and Steve for this incredible opportunity. Um, I want to thank my listeners. What a great, great audience we have. Um, and again, Dennis, I want to thank you. And I want to thank you for honoring me with this interview today. Oh, thank you. Thank you for wanting to interview me, no, Jerry, really. No, nope. I want to thank you for honoring me. Um, and the doo-wop angel is thanking you as well and says she loves you dearly and she loves Fridays. <laughs> so, um, all right. What we're going to do, guys, is we're going to close the show and I'm going to close it out with the doo-wop cop theme song again. Dennis, thank you. And I can now call you my friend. Most definitely, Jerry. Thank you. Great music is back. RememberThenRadio.com I think it's great. I love what you guys play. The best music around. Radio the way you remember it. Tick-tock. Listen to the clock. Listen to the clock. What time is it? Listen to the clock. I just got to know. What time is it? It's nine o'clock. The street corner serenade show. The moment here and last. Love songs from the Time is it? Because it's time for love. Tick tock. It's that time again when the doo wop cop lays down the long love with those sweet songs that move your heart and your soul. So turn up the sound, settle back, and hold your baby close. Because you know. It's time for love. Incredible. Thank you, everybody. Second.